0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Kana Rintz interview extra special edition and all that uh, with, I think, possibly the first Greek guest we've ever had on Kana Rintz. So it's welcome to Cana Rintz, uh, game urbanist, designer Konstantinos Dimopoulos. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Why, thank you very much. Lovely being here.
0: And
1: yes, I think I'm the first Greek on your podcast, which is, yeah. well, wow. it's an honor. <laughs> it is, it is. Well, the honor is on mine.
0: We haven't got around all the uh, all the nations of the world yet, but uh, someday. So um, you emailed us uh, some weeks back um, before, and I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard of the project. But since then, since we spoke and we said, "Oh, well, you know, we'll schedule an email." Uh, we're sorry, we'll sh- schedule an interview a few weeks down the line uh, when we're both free. Since then, I've seen your book everywhere. Like, you obviously emailed all the right people and everyone got interested because Virtual Cities has been featured on, what, Kotaku and Eurogamer and various other sites around the, the internet, a very successful uh, press release.
1: Indeed, though I have to admit that I attribute this mostly to, you know, a multitude of good friends and people who apparently like me for no Discernible reason because
0: people Uh. have been
1: spreading the word quite a bit. Yeah, and you—you are really kind to my PR abilities and everything. But to be honest, I think I must have um, actually emailed twenty or twenty-five places. Yeah, or something like that. It just went really well. Apparently, people are interested in uh, virtual citizen. You know. Probably game urbanism overall, which is nice, really nice to know.
0: Yeah, and not only that, not only did you get the word out there, but the the campaign has been a success, like yes. a proper full-blown 100% success.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Admittedly, also rather unbelievable too, but very, very nice also.
0: Very nice, yeah. So um, you don't really need uh, our publicity anymore, or well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can help contribute for a few sales further down the line. Uh, we have a very discerning audience, and actually, I wanted to mention um, we recently, uh, our contributor currently uh, working for uh, Game Informer this summer, uh, Jacob Geller interviewed Gareth Damien Martin, who is your publishing stablemate, and working on a, a similar but different project called the Continuous City, uh, and that campaign is still going. So I recommend Recommend anyone who's interested in virtual cities go there and check that out, and vice versa. If you came to this interview having listened to Gareth Damien Martin, because surely there's some some interesting cross pollination here.
1: Oh yes, and we 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 will be trying to. We've already done that up to a point, but we will be trying to, you know, sort of cross promote each other's book. And we've brilliant. We've worked together in the past too, so yes, Fantastic. I'm hoping that the continuous city will actually get made and reach yeah. 100% really soon and I, th- I think it will because it's a fantastic
0: project yeah. yes perhaps actually the, the sort of the, the higher profile that, that you've ended up with with this project will actually you know help uh, have a knock-on effect to to other projects at uh, Unbound the publisher and projects of a similar nature
1: I'm really hoping so too because that, uh, yeah. it would be lovely to have the continuous city I've been thinking about it for quite some time actually
0: yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, but we're talk- we're here to talk about your project, your book. So tell our listeners who may not be familiar, who may have missed the uh, the enormous amount of press, uh, what it is you're now definitely definitely going to put together.
1: Well, um, the idea is that we want to create an atlas, and uh, that means that we want to create a book that includes entries on forty, forty five, maybe a few more. Cities and each entry should come with a map, and you know, probably a rather detailed uh, description of what the place is like, and a few hints and tips for people who are interested in, you know, maybe designing their own cities, and also some interpretations on, on how the place would look like from Maria Kalikaki, who is uh, the artist responsible for the visual part of the book.
0: Yeah. How long ago did uh, did this uh, strike you as, a, as, a, as an idea to pursue?
1: Well, okay, as an idea, it had been around for a while. But, you know, admittedly, ideas by themselves don't do much. So at some point, uh, early 2017, we started discussing that and decided that it could be done, that it would be worth doing and had some ideas as to how to approach it and then started... You know, testing a few maps and seeing how they look and how maybe the book could be organized. Got in touch with uh, Unbound. And, you know, then we started working on the campaign itself. Yeah. And are now fully fully merged into actually finishing the book as soon yeah. as possible. It's going to be an interesting summer.
0: Yes, so uh, what's the actual object that you're creating? What's it going to look and feel like to people who, who actually uh, who pony up and buy themselves a copy?
1: Well, it will be very booky. <laughs> it will be <laughs> like a modestly sized coffee table book, but like a small coffee table book perhaps. And... Yeah. It will be something that will hopefully inspire people to both actually visit, you know, those imaginary places that gaming has provided us with, and is actually uniquely positioned as a medium to provide us with. And maybe, hopefully, also help people actually creating games or even writing about them, mm. uh, or just you know approaching them, H- help them understand. What is it that makes those places unique? What is it that makes those places work? And the way yeah. I see it, you know, actually having a map really helps people visualize and understand things because our maps won't be, you know, like direct um, copies or anything of the, of the game's actual levels and maps. They, they will be reinterpretations, uh, slightly critical, that, uh, you know, present those cities you know the way they would look like if they were real but that's the whole idea
0: ah okay so uh, some of the maps that you mention in the 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 blurb are half-life 2 city 17 los santos obviously uh, new vegas from fallout silent hill which is an interesting one because there've been multiple interpretations of that and i'm very pleased uh, to see you mention Ant Attack as well, which is uh, very much from my childhood, uh, an extraordinary game world that totally captured my imagination as a like a ten year old or something. Um, and Shadow runs Hong Kong as well, so you've got a mixture of the real and the fictional. Yes. Uh, does it yes. does it make a difference how you approach it as to whether the the city is one that exists in real life or only in game space?
1: You know, it, it really does because when something in, exists in real life, even if it's um, even if it's like something like New Vegas that has been theoretically destroyed and then revealed up to a point, real life helps us with the geography, helps us with um, filling in all sorts of blanks uh, and it can actually provide us with a canvas on which we can make our own assumptions regarding as to how this thing would have evolved in the game's future. Mm. Whereas... A uh, totally fictional city. Um, this uh, the, this the, this is really more more taxing, more demanding. Though, admittedly, if if you search enough, you can find and read what its uh, developers had in mind. Maybe in some cases, get to ask them directly, and then you get some yeah. really good pointers. Because most people are very interested in. Uh, helping us make this book happen in a way that is satisfactory to to them and their creations too. Also, uh, note that uh, GTA will not be part of the book for reasons I cannot, will probably not be part of the book for reasons I cannot disclose right now, but that's okay.
0: to keep in mind. All right. I'll say no more about that. (laughs) Uh, So I'm curious about the games with a certain, that have... Uh, a certain art style of their own. When it comes to Maria uh, Kalakaki's work, does she look at the art style of the game or does she completely reinterpret it in her own style? Is she going for a very photorealistic look or is it something more stylized?
1: No, it will be more stylized. It will be more or less cohesive throughout the book. I mean, all all the drawings and sketches will be done in uh, inks and colored inks and maybe with a few touches of um, some, some touch-ups in Photoshop. Uh, so yep. they will be cohesive in that sense. And of course, she is trying to play through most of the games that we are covering. And, uh, and they provide wow. her with the material that uh, you know, they try to explain whenever she doesn't have the time or the patience to try yeah I, was gonna say, yeah I hope she, likes,
0: hope she likes games 40 40 plus original maps uh, <laughs> that's quite a lot of uh, that's quite a lot of exploration i mean yes. it sounds like heaven in some ways but uh, yes. as i know having uh, covered games under time pressure it can it can be a little stressful at times
1: it can on the plus side those are i mean all of the games are games that even if i for example haven't played to completion i'm really familiar with and as I'm not actually looking to play them in a way that would allow me, for example, to review them, I can really focus on the urban stuff so I can, you know, yeah. cheat freely and horribly.
0: Sure. Just to course. see what it is yeah. I need
1: to see. But yes, it's easy to get lost and spend hours, you know, yeah. theoretically conducting research when you're just playing.
0: Absolutely. So, what, uh, from your personal point of view, as a, as a game. Player and a game urbanist. Are there certain sort of aspects to a a virtual city in a video game that immediately either impress you and wow you as to the attention to detail, the realism, or are there conversely are there things where you you immediately think, well, that was that's wrong, that's lazy, that shouldn't be there, you know, that kind of stuff?
1: Well, yes. So I mean, on the on the good side, the first thing you. I at least always noticed like, you no know, very interesting, very intriguing concept, and right? An idea like, you know, Bioshock an Underwater City, that's super exciting. So, yeah, if something that's as exciting and as unique and as interesting doesn't fall apart mm-hmm. the moment you enter it, that's a really good sign. And by falling apart, uh, falling apart would mean to me that things just don't make sense. Things are like absolutely evidently right. wrong. Uh, wrong yeah. as in having, you know having an airport uh, downtown or something that you would never expect to see in a real city. Uh, Mm. Truth be said, the cities we've decided to include in the book will, all of them will be like iconic, interesting, and well done. Even if there are omissions and even if some things could have been done better, because things can always be done better, especially in cities, they will generally be good places, like well designed, well thought out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So could, could I ask you to single out like one thing in one game, game world, game city that in your, in your history of examining them and playing them as properly like made your jaw drop to, in terms of the, the sort of the attention to detail and the work that's gone into it.
1: I I really would have to say City 17 again, because when you realize how, how wisely, the main landmarks the game has have been placed. And I mean, the you know, the Citadel Tower and um, the obelisk at the beginning square and then the statue of the horse, they, they are mm. placed in such a way that even though you constantly keep moving underground and miss everything that's happening, that's actually not happening, but supposed to be happening above, whenever you resurface, you instantly get your bearings you always realize where you are in relation to where you were which is for me a super yeah. well thought out and very successful way of implying a huge city where there is not
0: yeah it was interesting playing uh, sometime after half-life 2 and i am also a huge fan uh playing left for dead when valve incorporated their uh level uh, sorry, director's commentary type of stuff, which actually gave a real interesting insight into. Although those aren't virtual cities in quite the same way, they're still fairly large uh, urban areas, and and they would they would give you some insight as to how they guide the player around these places. Uh, often just through simple use of light and dark. Uh, and then once you've once once you've been told that, you start spotting the same techniques in in lots of other games.
1: And then, and then okay, obviously it's pretty unique in the way approach things but yes both series 17 and of course the Left 4 Dead games were super impressive
0: yeah hopefully they'll make another game
1: well <laughs> we can always hope yes probably before we die it would yeah. be best
0: it would be nice uh, we've also got some uh, questions from our community uh, put the uh put the call out there so here from uh, among the team we have uh, brian edwards actually who says i would be curious to see if uh, if you and your team have researched any virtual cities that have had multiple iterations so we already know the answer to this i.e as an example the citadel from mass effect we've seen it three times each time it's a bit different Uh, So he wonders how you've approached that and how it might complicate things.
1: Well, uh, to be honest, what we've so far done with uh, especially Kamurocho, which is uh, one of the cities that does have that problem, is that we have picked and mixed the most interesting parts and sort of uh, made them fit a geography that satisfies us. So this is what will probably be done in any such situation but the the idea is that the most iconic parts or the parts that allow us to further develop them will be used regardless of um, which game they come from
0: I'm really interested in. I think Silent Hill. I'm maybe the most interested in, even though I'm not. You know, I have played every game in the series bar one, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not like a super super fan. Um, we did it. We did the series for the podcast. Obviously, I'm, I admire a lot about it. But that is a. You've got a real mishmash of different uh, ideologies and developers there oh. to try to bring all that together. Is are there any games in that series that you've just completely disregarded? To be honest.
1: Silent Hill. I think we will stay to the, we'll stick to the first game, probably. Oh, okay. Probably. I'm not I'm not really, really, done with that. So. Sure. I, the, the original idea was that, the way I was thinking, but we'll definitely take a look, you know, at the sequels, the rest of the. Saturday. That would be
0: interesting. Because it's yeah, it's like there are certain areas which do make a, re- a reappearance, but then you've got uh the Shattered Memories game, which came to the Wii and PS2, which sort of reimagined, yeah, reimagines the uh the entire first game. Um, and I'm sure some of the games contradict one another, but um, yeah, so you, you probably made the sensible choice.
1: No, you shouldn't have mentioned the Wii game, I always wanted to try that. It's,
0: I, it's an interesting one,
1: yes, yes, it, I always like the premise. We'll see, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we interviewed uh one of the uh one of the people who worked on it Tom Hewlett who was, uh who has also had a lot of uh hard uh, knocks from the Silent Hill fan base for his involvement mm. in their view uh, with various games but uh but yeah he was uh, he was pleased and proud of Shattered Memories and uh, yeah it's definitely worth checking out at some point. Uh, Chopper from the forum says, Are there any general criteria you're using to choose what cities to include, Uh, for example, urban function or realism, etc., to illustrate in the Bioshock universe what, if anything, would make you choose Rapture over Columbia or Dunwall over uh, Karnaka in Dishonored?
1: To be honest, there are a variety of criteria. Overall speaking, what I have in mind is that we should try and cover. Yeah. Most games are considered iconic and are really important in that aspect. So hence City 17 or, you know, Camarot, things that are really well known and really important uh, historically in the evolution of uh, virtual cities. That's one. Then I want to cover a wide uh, pool of genres, both, you know, literary and game genres. So I want to have... Horror games. I want to have uh, fantasy mm-hmm. games, historical games, realistic and sci-fi ones, but also adventure games and um, open world games and shooters and everything. Yeah. Especially as this is also a book meant to give people guidance, provide people with guidance and ideas regarding to designing their own cities. So I'm, right. I'm trying to cover as broad a spectrum as possible and then when it comes to you know picking cities for example in bioshock okay the thing is i just like rupture more i always like and i prefer the games the, the first yeah. so that's it, it was as simple as that
0: yeah fair enough
1: this is a very 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 good question but i i really haven't haven't decided yet i think i think we'll stick with the first one or yeah. though the second one has this very interesting you know distinction between private and public space which is very unique Mm. It's, it's, save
0: it for the sequel to the book <laughs> that's a good
1: idea that's a good <laughs> idea Definitely.
0: yeah um, I think we actually we did have a community question about this but I can't see that I, I copied and pasted it but you mentioned there uh, how this could uh, reading this book looking at this book could inspire you um, do you think there is a compatibility with, with this book and people who play say Cities, Skylines and games like that
1: provided they're interested in urbanism per se yes right Otherwise, I, I wouldn't imagine it would appeal to people who simply. I mean, this is not a book about the the rules that guides cities. This is not uh, a yeah. about the economics plan. and, and planning itself exactly. So uh, yeah, provided yeah, I can imagine that people that play SimCity would probably be interested in cities in general. But otherwise, I don't think.
0: yes. Yeah. but it could give you some uh, some pointers as regards to what sensible and and uh, realistic city layouts actually are, for those of us who don't have a clue. Uh, in fact, our next question is is on that uh, subject. Kintaris says, with a background in urban planning, I wonder if you see a difference in how a functioning city would be set out compared to one that is mainly there to drive a narrative or provide a combat arena. Is there a fundamental aspect of city planning in real life that is usually overlooked in a video game city?
1: Well, the thing is that one has to occasionally overlook and ignore certain things due to the sheer economics of game development. The, yeah. the, the thing is that what both I and most people who are actually creating games really care about is not whether this thing could function as a real city in real life. Yeah. The thing is that we want to maintain an illusion that this is a, a city, or at least an illusion that's good enough to help suspend your disbelief for a while. When you come to... I mean, even, if, for example, if you think about the biggest urban open world, I don't know, the, the biggest of the Grand Theft Auto, it's still yeah. so tiny compared even to a mid-sized city that it's it's funny.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's very true. So it's... If,
1: if I keep you from thinking about that, then... I've done my work, so I've done my job.
0: Done it right yeah. yeah, that makes sense. The question continues from Kintaris. Do you find yourself distracted? We sort of touched on this. Do you find yourself distracted in games by poor city planning? Does your educational background get in the way of immersion? Yes,
1: admittedly it does. But actually, it does more during those past few years when I've actually decided to try and fuse, you know, yeah. urbanism and urban their planning with game design. And now things are really distracting. But usually, usually I'm distracted only from the worst and most glaring of mistakes, or by L-shaped roads, which I despise. Mm. <laughs> most usually, though, I tend to, you know, really appreciate when things are done very well. I, I try to, you know, probably focus on the more positive and interesting side of
0: things. Yeah, uh, and he concludes: Which video game cities would you want to live in, and which would you avoid? <laughs>
1: Okay, so I would definitely avoid anything with deadly things in it. So, yeah, no Bioshock, <laughs> no Half Life, no. Okay. Most of them. Okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to think of. Uh, Gabber Nights, New Orleans seems okay, provided you don't get Literally yeah. sacrificed to anyone. Uh... <laughs> well, they're not nice places, are they? I mean, most of them mm. are pretty horrible probably yeah assassin's creed's origins alexandria is fine well yeah for the time
0: mm. yeah you stay out of trouble yeah yeah i suppose uh everybody's gone to the raptures uh, 80s uh, yeah. welsh village or english village is pretty pleasant
1: so not very you know not not civic enough i would say for my taste no. you know like not okay. big enough not, not dense and
0: yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how many of the the cities in your book have got large uh, suburban areas, or is it all about the 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 you know the bustle, the the actual the most urban areas? Well,
1: no, actually, we actually try to imagine or reimagine them in their entire. So we we always you know include I suburban see. things and everything, but even even if place looks suburban we would try to focus on things that, on places that would qualify as cities, or at least large towns, something like that.
0: Sure. Fair enough. Definitely not
1: villages or settlements. No
0: villages. It's called Mm -hmm. virtual cities, not virtual villages. Yeah, that's another sequel. Sub uh, 1000 says, are there any real-life ancient or modern cities with unconventional layouts and specific architectural elements which you would like to see implemented into a game? I was thinking of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, for example.
1: Oh, definitely, but <laughs> seriously, there are tons. And we can start from, you know, all the wild utopias of the 19th and late 18th centuries, we could start right. from uh, weird ideal cities of the uh, Renaissance and uh, even ancient Greek philosophy like you know uh, Plato's Utopia, which is not a very nice place either, but still would be interesting to, to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, what would be the most intriguing thing would be to approach those uh, ideas in the way... Uh, BioShock approach. It's you know its guiding ideology. You say like, look, we we take this idea, we we'll take it to the extreme, and let's try and imagine what would happen on a city driven by that. Then what would definitely be interesting would be you know to recreate places that we're not really very certain as to how they look like. Like you know, Maya cities. This is sort of an obsession of mine. Yeah. But it would be nice to to try and recreate. The whole organization of it and try to include all sorts of archaeological data with some interpretations and some artistic license perhaps and see how the thing looks
0: mm. yeah is that would is it something that would actually appeal to you working with a developer to create a city environment for a, an actual video game whether it be an independent or a triple-a product oh
1: well actually this is my day job essentially.
0: Aha. So this is what
1: I mainly do, like um, okay. I'm, I'm working on you know cities for, for games, so all sorts of from city building games to, you know, games for adventures and everything. But the, the, all right. the, I would definitely love to work, you know, on a Maya city building or, you know, adventure game or whatever.
0: Sounds awesome. Dusk Versus Tweak says, I remember that in Baldur's Gate 2, the city of Athkatla uh, was the first time that I thought, wow, this city is massive. It felt overwhelming to think I would have to explore the entirety of this metropolis. Then Grand Theft Auto 3 blew that out of the water and set the standard for 3D cities. But my question is, what was the first video game city map that made you think, Konstantinos, wow, things are getting serious now?
1: I think that's a very interesting question. I think that would probably have to be syndicate for some reason. Ah, so I, I think I right think the, original I the original syndicate. I think this is the first time you said mm. this is like like a real city. Okay, it's obviously in the future, yeah. but look, look, it's it's got things that make it work. It's got people moving around, and you know, little vehicles yeah. going from place to place. And I, w- I would say that would have to be.
0: Syndicate. Incredibly yeah. atmospheric at the time. Uh, it's a real gritty cyberpunk mood to it, and uh, yeah, some badass weapons. Exactly. Horrible <laughs> scenes of uh,
1: violence. Horrible, violence. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, considering that uh, I was probably not even eighteen. I think I was. No, I wasn't. That was very cool. Yep, yeah. <laughs> definitely was.
0: And uh, Alex seventy nine UK says, "I'm afraid my question is all too predictable." But I'd like to ask if you have one single all-time favourite game world. He's expanded expanded things on. He's saying uh, his is The Witcher Three, the most immersive and lasting impression leaving virtual world I've ever visited. Obviously, that would be uh, one heck of a thing to map. Are you? Have you got any of the The Witcher's uh, townships, cities in in the book? I
1: am thinking that we will have at least one.
0: Excellent. Yes,
1: this. this is the idea. And I'm, I'm also trying to maybe get some assistance from the team working on it. I've had a few talks. Fabulous. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, chances are we'll uh, we'll have at least one. And so just world, world. Definitely, yeah, Witchers. The Witchers are amazing. And
0: yeah.
1: On the other hand, Monkey Island is amazing. It's even more amazing. It's probably... Not, oh, yeah. It's, you know, by saying world, you allow me to actually include Monkey Island with no regret whatsoever because it had towns at best, whereas yeah. it's definitely a world and it's definitely so wonderfully put together that I think it would be my favorite world despite lacking anything that could actually be called a
0: city. Yeah totally with you uh yes if there was one place i could uh, go and live it probably would be Melee yes. island and it wouldn't uh, be actually dangerous
1: English. See, that's that's the the beauty of it no one really does
0: yeah. ever uh, unless you drink the drink the grog
1: yeah or, or or stay in the water you know for 10 minutes
0: that's true you never do that would you <laughs>
1: yeah uh,
0: only only to see what happens yeah um so uh Back to sort of talking turkey about the book. Um, can people still uh, back it, even though it's one hundred percent reached its target? Can you still are there perks and and things, and and how do people do that, and what can they what can they put their money towards?
1: Well, the the idea is that um, as long as the book is being finished, people will be able to pre essentially pre order it now from the outside. Yeah. I am pretty certain that most of the like higher priced perks and pledge, pledge levels will not be will not always be available. That's what I've come to understand. And the thing is that we are working on announcing a few stretch goals, you know, in technical yeah. crowdfunding fashion. And trying to think of ways that they will be accessible to everyone who has, you know, ordered or pledged and supported the, the book so far and yes we'll be we'll be working on that during the following weeks though admittedly we'll be focusing on writing the actual book itself more we have to finish yeah. that and though i i know that we don't have to rush or really like, yeah. you know make things feel not as bad i really don't want it to take too long a lot of work has already been done but i want to you know i'll feel really better when it's done.
0: Of course, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So publication date to be confirmed, but uh, watch this space. Um,
1: Well, the the idea is that my and Maria's work will have will definitely be finished by early 2019. So I'm hoping January, February, late February at worst.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, Yeah, thankfully we've we've already done quite a lot of things, and this is why I'm relatively comfortable with that. And then it's 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 up to Unbound. I believe they they need a roughly 10, 10 or so months to you know edit and test and print and move to shops and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is why it's to be confirmed. I'm trying to to work out of the exact pipeline of the the project for, as it's being written in chapters, we could, you know, just submit chapters, have them ready as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. this might actually speed things up quite a bit.
0: Fantastic. So maybe Christmas the year after? Hopefully, yes.
1: Hopefully that would be, That's a bit late though, but no, I think we can, we, we will try to, at least for the, I think the backers will be getting it slightly earlier anyway. Yeah. Because they, they won't have to go through the whole, you know, retail and shipping thing.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, so listeners that will be uh, unbound.com slash book slash virtual dash cities. I'll give you the URL. Um, before I let you go, Konstantinos, I just wanted to ask what uh, what games are you looking forward to that are coming up and particularly with an eye to thinking about including them in either in this book or in a future book. Maybe, maybe everything that's going in this book is already out, but uh, maybe maybe in the future or just for your own amusement and entertainment, there's something coming which uh, tickles your, your love for uh, urban locations.
1: I have to say that the Cyberpunk game...
0: Yeah, project is something, <laughs> and I've that, been
1: yeah. trying to, you know, get all the information I can from the CD project guys, and you know, in the most casual yeah. of settings, and try to, so, you know, when ask me, so how are things going? And people are like really tight-lipped.
0: Of course, they but have to be. Even, even, even that indie indie studio that is CD Projekt. Exactly, small
1: <laughs> tiny studio, but it's this. It, it, yeah. From what I've read and uh, the little we've seen so far, it seems that it's oh, yeah. going to be a very ambitious and very impressive urban world. Um, that's one. So another thing I'm waiting for, and we'll have some cities in it, as far as I understand. Will be the next game by Jonas Kirazis and Varenyky Kirazis which uh, will be called the council of crows mm-hmm. and then we have unavowed by by you know what games which is also in new york yeah and then i think more adventurous mm-hmm. stuff that i should put in. yeah too much adventure
0: <laughs> and one idea has just struck me. Uh, I wondered if uh, there might be a chance in future for uh, you and Maria to actually produce the inbox map for a, for a forthcoming game. That's an
1: excellent idea, actually. Yes, that, that's something we could definitely look into. We and that's ones... the way
0: you can find out Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually, I think that we've, we've done one map for a game that was Freeware 1. hasn't been published yet, either. Okay, not really okay easy, but that, that would be amazing, actually. that's a very good
0: idea. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to to your uh, Elder Scrolls uh, 6 uh, <laughs> map or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> forthcoming. Not a bad idea. But until then, I want to thank you, Konstantinos, uh, for joining me on Cana Rinse and telling us all about virtual cities and uh, the very best of luck with getting it finished and getting it out and getting it into people's hands. I'm sure lots of people will be uh, really excited to have their own copy. Well,
1: thank you very much, actually, for uh, taking the time to do this and this wonderful interview, and seriously, all the best.